Good morning, Red Ridge, and happy Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Let us go to God in prayer this morning. Almighty God, what a beautiful day you have gifted us with this morning. As we look out at the beauty of your creation, Lord, and as we see, Lord, the, the nature that is just surrounding us this morning, just boldly showing off its color. Lord, we have walked this lonesome journey of Lent. We have felt the trials and the temptations, the loneliness, the sorrow, the lostness, the fear, the questions. Lord, all those emotions that had to be with your son Jesus as he made his way to the cross. But Lord, now this morning, we can celebrate not only with each other, but with all the company of heaven, Lord, as we proclaim the name of Jesus, risen, risen indeed. Father God, we thank you for the privilege of being able to come together this morning, and we lift up in our prayers, though, Lord, those that can't be with families, especially, Lord, those health care workers and all those workers who are on front lines, Lord, our utilities workers as they prepare for weather that possibly is coming across our state, Lord, we pray for their safety. Lord, we pray for each other as we each have needs on our own hearts, Lord, and you know exactly what those needs are, Father, and you are already ahead of us, working in each and every situation. Father, we just thank you. We thank you that you love us enough that you're not only with us in the present, but that you are working in our future as well. So, Father, this day is dedicated to the glory and honor of you. We love you, Lord, and we lift our voices in praise as we say amen together. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Acts, chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. Now, you might think this is a little bit unusual text for this Easter Sunday. This is the story of Cornelius and Peter. And if you read in the verses at the beginning of chapter 10, you know that Cornelius and Peter both were visited by God with a very distinct message that brought the two of those men together. Cornelius had a dream and was told of Peter to go to Joppa and to find Peter and to bring him to Cornelius' house. Now, what we must understand here is that Cornelius was a Roman guard. 
Peter also had a vision from God where God spoke to him through the vision of a sheet being let down from heaven and all types of creatures inside it. And even as Peter mused over this vision, the people that Cornelius sent to his home were knocking on the door. So we will pick up our scripture, chapter 10 of Acts, beginning with 34, where Peter has come to Cornelius' house. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Almighty God, on this beautiful Easter morning, Lord, let us take these words into our hearts. Let us think on their meaning for us as we go not only through this day, but through the days and the weeks and the years that march ahead of us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. In his book, Groucho and Me, Groucho Marx wrote these words. I sent the club a wire stating, please accept my resignation. I don't want to belong to any club that would accept me as a member. And as we get into this scripture from the book of Acts this morning, that might be the same kind of thinking that Peter was having. All of a sudden, the doors to the Christian community have been thrown wide open. And people from every nation 
are able to come on in. But they aren't coming because Peter invited them, but because God has invited them. Peter finds himself in the house of Cornelius, a Roman soldier. The house is filled with people who are not like Peter at all. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions this morning. How many of you have ever applied for a job and gotten turned down? How many of you have ever gone out for some type of team, be it academic or sports, and didn't make it? How many of you have ever applied for a loan and didn't get it? How many of you just wanted to be included in something and were left out for one reason or another? There are so many, many times in my life that I have felt this way. And when you have been excluded, the pain is very real. But our text for today is the exact opposite of being excluded. Our text for today is all about inclusion. Now, inclusion is a hard lesson to learn. Even Peter was having trouble with exactly what the resurrection meant. Here he was, one of the most outspoken for Jesus of all the disciples, the one who seemed to get it the quickest. Do you remember the conversation that Jesus had with his disciples when he asked, who do you say? I am. And Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. But yet, now, after a vision from God and a trip to the home of a Roman soldier, Peter gets a new revelation. God does not pick favorites. He accepts people from every nation that fear or respect him. Peter saw and understood something that I think is vital for all of our lives this morning. The fact is, God wants us all. The gospel of Easter is that God has opened up eternity for all who will believe in his son, 
Jesus Christ. If you were to go back in your Bible and notice the scripture for this morning, there are two types of people that are found there in chapter 10. There are the witnesses, those that Jesus appeared to after the resurrection, and who have been called by God to testify about those appearances. And the other group are the people drawn from every nation who have no experience with Jesus and have little, if any, understanding of the Jewish faith or what makes Jesus so important. Their only qualification, God finds them acceptable. So Peter, who is one of those witnesses, gets a huge surprise in that God shows no partiality whatsoever between those two groups of people. Just because a person is religious doesn't mean that they belong to God. Cornelius was a man like many we may know. He was a good old boy, we would say here in the South. He cares about the people in his life and even helps out people that he doesn't know. If he were around today, he would probably have sent money to the schools to help feed the kids when the schools were closed because of the pandemic. Or perhaps he would have been one of those who stood in the hospital parking lots and prayed for the patients and the healthcare workers. You see, Cornelius was known as a God-fearing man he was devout, and as I mentioned before, he gave generously to those in need. He was also known as a man of prayer. He was focused on God, he cared about others, and he was generous with his money. But what you also notice here is that just because Cornelius is a devout religious person, he still doesn't know Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And it is at this exact point that Peter steps into Cornelius' story. The Gospel of the Sermon the good news Peter preached is that God accepts all people, all of those who fear him and who do what is right. The good news is Jesus. The truth that Peter preaches is Jesus. God made peace with mankind through Jesus. Peace is the opposite of war. Peace is the opposite 
of confusion. Peace is the end of punishment. This is the gift of Jesus Christ. And what better day than Easter Sunday for this particular message? We just might have some of those same two groups listening in this morning. Those witnesses, the people who have been changed by the grace of God, those that have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, those that come to church, to work, to the grocery stores, week after week and talk about how and where Jesus is working in their lives. And the other group who come from all over to hear those stories, not really knowing what they hear, but knowing that it's something that they want to know about. Throughout this chapter of Acts, Peter finds his assumptions, those assumptions that he has held on to for a long, long time, being replaced by a new thing that God is doing. It's very easy to see how habits and assumptions can be developed. Habits and assumptions that perhaps from time to time need adjusting. God acts. And when God acts, we will often be surprised. I mean, look back through history just a bit. A newborn king is laid down in a feeding trough in a barn. The Son of God hung on a criminal's cross. A borrowed tomb for his body found empty early in the morning. Now the doors of the church stand open wide to the whole world. And I think it's important to notice here that no matter how many ways we come up with to divide ourselves, God continues to find ways to put us back together again. Let me repeat that. No matter how many ways that we may find to divide ourselves, God continues to find ways to put us back together again. In a very practical sense, we the witnesses 
can't stay inside the walls of the church forever. We eventually have to go out into the world, out of our comfort zones. Peter had been called out of his comfort zone when he went into Cornelius' house. The challenges of being inclusive are just as hard today as they were for Peter. But perhaps in these troubled times that we live in, our willingness to see others as a part of God's good creation can be our gift to the world. In Acts chapter 10, Peter had an awakening that brought about good fruit. Today, God is at work. And sometimes in surprising ways. Once again, Easter carries with it the promise of new life. And haven't we experienced that through this pandemic? Haven't we found those golden nuggets of God's truth as we have been sheltered at home? Spending more time with God, perhaps in prayer and meditation? Drawing closer to our family members who are in the house with us? Focusing on each other and God rather than those things of the world. Did you know that you were invited to belong? Did you know that in God's perfect plan, he chose to include you? No matter who may have excluded you, in your life. Our God wants to include you. He was so desperate to do that, that he sent his one and only son to die on a cross so that you may know eternal life by believing in the name of Jesus. Paul wrote to the church in Rome and shared this truth with them. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Today is the greatest day in the Christian year. Today, we celebrate that Jesus rose from the dead and in so doing offers eternal life to us all. 
on this very day. Jesus stands before you with outstretched arms and says, welcome, come, come all of you who are thirsty, come to the waters and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Give ear and come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord and have a wonderful Easter Sunday. God bless.